This is Anshu Bahanda on Wellness Curated. Thanks for joining me on this podcast. My mission is to empower you with health and wellness so that you can then go and empower others. Author, filmmaker and American bishop T.D. Jakes remarked, that if you can't figure out your purpose, figure out your passion, for your passion will lead you right into your purpose. Today we are exploring how to build passion, purpose, and the practice required to achieve a more successful, happier, and fulfilling life. We got so much invaluable information today. Listen to this. We are all born geniuses. We are diamonds, not in the making in the make and therefore the purpose of human life is to be able to discover that genius and because we have abilities find an interface for it in this world guiding us is bhavani singh shikhawat a widely respected well-traveled and internationally experienced leader he has decades of experience working at the top level in businesses and currently leads the Akshay Patra Foundation, a global leader in food for education. Let's jump straight to the word that everyone is talking about. So wherever I'm going, there's talk about purpose. I think the pandemic sparked like a purpose fire of some sort. Tell me, what does purpose mean to you? To me, purpose is a way of being. That's what it is, because we are human beings. Our purpose is not to become something. But our purpose is to explore who we are at a very individual level. I always believe that it is a lot of effort to be human. It takes a lot of effort. And this is biology. This is not just philosophy. It is a lot of effort to get through the genetic mutations and various combinations. And of course, now it's been validated by people like you all know, Hariri in Sapiens, that it takes a lot of effort and a lot of work to be a human being. And I've always believed that we are all born geniuses because it takes such a lot of effort. We are diamonds, not in the making, (laughs) in the make. And therefore, the purpose of human life is to be able to discover that genius. And because we have abilities, find an interface for it in this world. So that's really my journey of, uh, of navigating around purpose. It's truly around exploring the joys of being human. That's really wonderful. And I love what you said about human beings. We should, you know, it's not about becoming, it's about being. We are supposed to be human beings. And then we somehow craft ourselves into human doings and then human becomings. We want to become something. And unfortunately, what that does in cases more often than not, is that it perhaps even leads us to becoming who we want to become, only for us to realize, did I really want to become this? And that therefore is not an interim success. It sometimes can be wasted effort. And that is what takes you away from your genius. So if really we navigated this whole journey slightly differently by truly first giving attention to what is really our genius, the the way in which we inspire ourselves and what comes so naturally to us that it seems impossible to someone else. And that doesn't mean that we are better. It's just that we are exploring that that part of ourselves that has taken a lot of time 
to be shaped and that diamond is just needed um, a bit more chiseling and that those are activities they're not necessarily pursuits of becoming so to me it's always been more about human being than human doing or human becoming tell me something so there is purpose and then there's passion how is it possible to combine the two to combine your passion with your purpose what if they're very different they can be because passion is nothing eventually other than an expression of your purpose so if your passion is not an expression of your purpose one of the two is misaligned either you're not acting purposefully or you're not passionately giving yourselves in to whatever activity you might be engaged in so to me the two are aligned but they're literally like two tram lines they may never converge but if they were to diverge they would be derailment so they are they actually collinear they they are collinear your purpose helps you discover your passion and your passion helps you validate and sharpen the saw of your purpose okay purpose is something which is hard to sort of define right it is hard to put into a set of activities whereas passion can actually be activated so when people ask me how do i activate my purpose i often go back to to saying please activate your passions your purpose will be ignited so to me we activate our passions and our purpose is ignited it's an outcome as opposed to a pursuit and i remember when we were chatting you talked a lot about practice as well so explain to me what you mean by practice so to me practice is what helps your passion become a lot more joyous and to me therefore the practice is more about the practice not the outcome for your passion to be joyous the one thing that you need to give up is the fear of the outcome and once okay. you give up the fear of the outcome your practice really lends itself a lot more passionately and which allows you to navigate your purpose so to me practice is something that needs to be dosed daily it it requires every day execution every day improvement every day experience every day becoming better so there is no outcome orientation to practice okay it's, it's like when you learn to write you know handwriting you don't turn around and say that my handwriting should be like what your mother would say you know these should be pearls coming out of your pencil right that that's the best possible sort of you can get with handwriting but what is it that you do you you write something you try to write better then you try to write in italics then you try to improve uh, the words from the words you improve sentences the sentences lend themselves to paragraphs the paragraphs lend themselves to a story so it's everyday execution that is the practice and then passionately a beautiful work of art in the form of your writing comes out and then when you read it again you realize oh this is beautiful and then i need to probably change this a little bit be more authentic here be more visible here try and trim these edges and then somebody will turn around and say anshu you are so passionate about writing so you see how everyday practice can very easily fuel your purpose and then in in return ignite your passion just coming back to this this word that everyone is using at the moment which is purpose why is it important to find your purpose in life if you haven't lived a life of purpose you will be called out not by someone else 
but by you. Because at the end of the day, and I'm, I literally mean at the end of the day, when there comes a time when you can only look back on your life. There is a period in our lives when we look forward. We say, tomorrow I'm going to do this, tomorrow I'm going to do this. And then there comes a stage in life when we look back a lot more with fondness, hopefully, but we look back with trepidation or we look back with anxiety. We look back with regret. We look back. So at the end of the day, if you haven't lived a life of purpose, you will be called out by yourselves. And that is a terrible place to be. If you don't want to be there, and if you want to avoid that situation where suddenly we have that, oh God, I should have done this moment. And there is no time on our side. That's a terrible place to be. That's the reason why, if, if there is one reason why the journey of purpose is an important one, or living a purposeful life is an important one, is to make sure that in the ultimate analysis, you are left with nothing else but an everlasting smile. It's interesting what you're saying, because there's certain things which are happening in the world at the moment, one of them being mental health. And I remember asking one of the great spiritual masters, why are there so many mental health issues today? And he actually said it's because people are losing touch with their purpose. And that's a huge thing. That's, a, that's not just an amazing thing for you, but it's an, that's, your, that's the memory you leave behind. But even if you were not to be as sort of as, you know, end of life and as morbid as that, I think even in a, in a pure biology, physiological manner, the journey of purpose is something that you can only defer. You can never deny. You can possibly say, I'll do this tomorrow or I'll do this tomorrow. I don't have time for this. I have many more important things to do, like finish this Netflix series, for example. You can keep deferring it. And then there comes a time when you don't have time to defer. And like I said, and, and, and a lot before that, we get to a stage of our lives where, that, like I said, we look back a lot more than look forward. And for me, if in the present moment, we feel as great as we possibly can, now that's a very onerous task. But in the present moment, if we feel as great as we possibly can, without any fear of the future or regret of the past, then you are very close to living a purposeful life. And that realization is what is perhaps causing a lot more conversations around purpose. And mm -hmm. it's not just true. It's true of a human being as much as it is true of an economic being, as much as it is true of a corporate organization, as much as it is true of a community, as much as it is true of a tree. The thing is, the only difference is the tree lives a life of purpose. Because it knows no other way. Human beings, because we have choices, we have choices and we have the ability to exercise them as in when we want, more often than not, we end up straying. So it gives us the yes. ability to be courageous, but it also gives us the opportunity to be silly. So Bhavani, I want to take you back to something you said earlier in our conversation, where you said that purpose and passion work with each other. If they want to find their purpose, they need to ignite their passions. I think that's what the words you use. But I know a lot of people, some very emotionally intelligent people who are still not being able to find their purpose. Can you give us some guidance in that? I can perhaps share some reflections. Mm -hmm. I've always been a big fan of the Bhagavad Gita. And allow me to use this little phrase and I'll explain it in English. The phrase in the Bhagavad Gita, the, which is a question answer between two very intelligent people, one who is seeking purpose, another one who is exciting the other person to undertake some activities. 
that look your purpose will be fulfilled just go and do this thing and without this being a discourse in bhagavad gita so there is this beautiful concept around what is dharma which is almost purpose is a sense of responsibility right and the phrase yeah. is padharme nidhanam shreya par dharmo bhayavaha which means your own journey around the compass that you have found for yourselves is truly what you should discover ignite and practice the moment you start benchmarking it against someone you are down a slippery slope and that is the problem right. the reason why people struggle with the discovery of purpose is rather than be a very very almost selfish inward journey it then becomes an external benchmark be it with a person be it with a situation be it with a position which is often in in today's in contemporary times benchmarking of purpose with a position becomes a huge challenge oh someone has become a lawyer someone has become a politician someone has achieved a particular position which allows that person to be in front of a thousand people and 2000 other people online are listening so on and so forth i also want to be like that now that sort of external benchmark actually disrupts this journey of purpose what what i find useful is that i think we should learn from external benchmarks we should be inspired from external benchmarks because those always allow us to see a particular side of things that we otherwise may not uh, notice but then bring it back to yourself and bring it back to your context bring it back to what truly truly gets you excited what truly gets you passionate and then then navigate the journey of purpose because external benchmarks sadly shift that's really interesting there is so much we learn from nature right we uh, the human body you know we've got so many things going on simultaneously but does the hand want to become anything else but the hand does the heart turn around and say look i do all the work from the time this being started to breathe and i'm there beyond this body as well but no one really notices me even they characterize me differently than i am you know they they make it a little you know, sign which is not really my shape does a heart want to be anything else if every organ in the human body lives their own journey of purpose why can't the collective that is powered mm. by everything live a journey of purpose so there's no external benchmarking the lung doesn't want to be the spleen right <laughs> it would be very upset if that was the case similarly you know look at the earth you know we have this major constellation interplanetary system the earth is rotating and revolving the moon is going around the earth the earth is going around the sun i don't know how many other things are happening but the only reason why all of this is in a state of balance is because every element is fully engaged in their journey of purpose and there is so much that a human being can learn from this that if we were to not externally benchmark we would probably mm-hmm. be closer to discovering our purpose this is anshu bahanda you can find our podcast wellness curated on apple spotify and a host of other channels i talk a lot about this japanese concept of ikigai which is purpose passion the need of the world and payment finance sustainability so to say and now you've had 20 years in top level management and leadership is that where you developed the idea of the three p's purpose passion and practice i think i was blessed anshu to grow up in a family where nothing else mattered except that a the greatest joy would be to die for your country my father was in the air force i've had 
lots of family in the army and i went through a bit of air force training myself wanting to be a pilot and to me that always fascinated me that what kind of a life it is where the ultimate joy or the ultimate expectation is to give yourselves up in service and that was always fascinating to me that they can be people like this right uh, and they can be organizations like this they can be institutions like this how do they really get thousands and thousands of people very intelligent people along with very intelligent machinery together to mm-hmm. to activate that purpose so i think those that those seed was planted in in those years and i was also fortunate to then live in many cities mm-hmm. i think part of that shaped me and then later on in my corporate career i got to live in different countries run very very multicultural global businesses that had all sorts of things going on from quarterly returns to passionate pursuit of enterprise and so on and so forth so i think uh, the seed was planted early on but i always found it fascinating to say what is truly common between the singularity of a human being the collective of a corporate organization and the mega collective of a nation and the entire family called the world okay and somewhere i did find the joy uh, of of really triangulating passion purpose and practice for the simple reason is that it not only allows you to execute better it allows you to execute better without any fear or joy of the outcome the joy of of being a part of the process is so much more than having to worry about anything else and i find that fascinating and i also when i study organizations and collectives i find that to be the singular difference and most people call it culture right most that's what people right. call the triangulation the execution it is what people call culture that collectively we believe in this and and by definition culture is something that doesn't happen overnight but it doesn't stop overnight mm-hmm. either you allow it the space to grow you allow it the incubation so to me the triangulation of this is truly what culture and culture is what separates a hugely successful organization a, a happy human being from another one why is purpose passion and practice important for our wellness and the wellness of the world for a beautiful question and so i think we haven't paid enough attention to wellness we we abide by the cliche that for the first 40 years of our life we plan to get sick and then for the next 40 years of our life we plan to heal ourselves and somewhere later than that if you're still alive we struggle to understand why we did what we did for these 80 years and and somewhere around that this whole navigation pain of wellness is obfuscated and to me wellness is really living this very joyous life so if you are full of joy radiating with joy radiating with with energy that is abundant around you inside you also now there is enough evidence that living that life creates the antibodies that do not damage you so mm-hmm. you will age without the side effects of aging wow that is fascinating the body will age there's a given right I mean, even yes. however hard you may try it will age right but do you feel old is the question that's a choice we have aging is not a choice feeling old is realizing that some of your muscles are weaker is not a choice but feeling weak is a choice so the journey of wellness and this triangulation of practice purpose and 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 passion allows you to not only navigate along with what is inevitable but do that with a lot of joy 
not just acceptance, not passive acceptance, but active engagement. You suddenly realize that I can do things in my 60s. I can laugh at myself uh, in my 60s, which I couldn't in my 30s or 40s. And that can give me a lot of joy and that gives me a lot of freedom. So you live actually a life of lesser bondage when you are well. And what about the world? Do you think the world would be a more well place if people followed the above? We are a collective. And the choice that is there for humanity is whether the sum wants to be less than its parts. In the Hindu philosophy or in the Oriental philosophies, that truly is what the era of wellness, the era of truth. Because what is truth if it isn't the, the, the era of wellness? What is the era of truth? If it isn't the era of something that is perennial, what is the era of truth? If it isn't the era of the eternal. So when the collective actually supercharges each other and, and supercharges itself in the process, the world is a much better place, not just for now, but it creates the opportunity for future generations to be even better. So to me, that is, it's, it's not a question. It's not a question of whether, it is a question of realizing when. Can you give us any tips on how people can start, how they can start this process of being well right now? <laughs> you put me on the spot, Anshu. It's a tough one, but let me just share some thoughts. There are three things that one must become a little bit more conscious of. One is, how do you look after your body? Is a question we must ask. You know, I think it's a beautiful journey of questions, not necessarily a great quest for answers. We have to ask questions that we have never asked to find the answers we haven't found. Oh, wow. And one of the questions that we must ask ourselves is, how do we really look after ourselves? In other words, we must ask ourselves, what do we put into the body? What do we eat? How do we eat? When do we eat? Why do we eat? How do we breathe? Why do we breathe? How well do we breathe? Why do we sleep? When do we sleep? How do we look after our body? I think that is a great place to start. Becoming a little bit more aware of... Right. How do we look after ourselves? Then if, if you do need validation, who do you need it from? Is another question that's worth asking. You know, is it okay for you to validate yourselves? Or is it okay for, you know, for you to be an influencer on Instagram and, and listen until 15 million followers don't validate you? So I think those are the beautiful questions. So how do we look after ourselves, starting with the body, because that's in close proximity to us. Mm -hmm. So it's very hard for you to do. But children find joy anyways. Mm. I think with children, if yes. you just help them understand a world which is not made up of external benchmarking, that's one service we can do them as a parent. Interesting. But there comes a time when we begin to ask ourselves these questions a lot more consciously. And that's a great place to start. Now, how do I look after my body? How do I look after myself? And then you don't have to then later on at the age of 70, ask yourself, oh, I haven't spent enough time self-care with self-care, right? So, so it, that's a great place to start. And, and I think it's a great place to begin the journey of wellness. So what you're basically saying is become more mindful about things to do with your body and with yourself. Exactly, exactly. And I, it all begins with, when you say, let's be more mindful, it begins with first acknowledging, I must give myself the permission and the space to be mindful. It's important. And then giving yourself the discipline to be able to practice that. Till such time, this becomes almost commonplace. It becomes a part of, mindfulness becomes a part of your breathing. You have to first train the muscle of mindfulness. And, and therefore, one needs to activate it first, right? One needs to understand how do I activate my mindful muscle? 
then you train it and then the muscle takes care of itself. Okay. So it starts with acknowledgement and permission, be disciplined and see persistence. Bhavani, any parting words of advice? Living a life of passion, purpose and practicing it is not a privilege. It's our responsibility as a human being. And if we enjoy and we expect others to be responsible, then maybe it should start with us. It's not an honorous responsibility. It's a joyous responsibility. And I think this is something very important that you said in the chat again and again about the joy. Because when you are in alignment with your purpose and your passion, you're exuding joy. You can't help it. Yes. And, and you know, then, then people would want to come to you to receive joy. Right? You exude joy, you exude wellness, you exude warmth, and that is the journey of the human being. Wonderful. And on that note, thank you so much for such a lovely chat. Thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the Wellness Curated podcast. Please subscribe and tell your friends and family about it. And here's to you leading your best life. Thank mm-hmm. you.